Um, we moved house in December, and an important mo- factor in the move was that the fact that there is three poker stops in range of our living room. <laughs> so we're now living the your bag is full lifestyle, which is yeah. it's tough, but it's fun. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. The season of Legends has us furiously excited. Lucky number seven is looking to give Go Battle League a spin. March has a lot to say in the way of events and changes. It looks like Spotlight Hour will have to start sharing that spotlight. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 133. It's February 23rd, yet another beautiful, scenic, wonderful, fantastic Tuesday evening. I'm saying that because we actually broke 30 degrees the past couple of days. I went for a walk the other day. I was like, wow, I don't feel like I'm going to die if I'm out here for longer than five minutes. This is spectacular. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm your host. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Did you also get outside and enjoy our window of spring? <laughs> I did. It's like, oh, my God, it's almost 40 degrees. Who needs a jacket? <laughs> right. You right. mean I can go outside without the wind hurting my face? Let's yes. go. Short sleeves and shorts. We're good to go. It's that time. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get started with the rest of the show here, shout out to two brand new patrons, Laura and Ted. Thank you so much for your uh, patronage and your support of the show. It, we really, really appreciate it. More about Patreon and patronage at the end of the episode. All right, Mr. Kyle, uh, we had set some goals. And, and yes, this weekend was Canto Tour Hold your horses, dear listener. We will be talking about it. Don't you worry. But we got some of the, you know, the regular rigmarole to get through. And that includes some goals. So, Kyle, you had one goal for this past week. And it was complete Canto event. Now, we didn't know what that meant at the time. And we said, well, we'll know when it happens. (laughs) So what did that end up meaning to you? And and did you achieve it? Uh, I did. I did every single collection. I, I got the shiny ditto. I'm still on step one of the Mew one, but that's because sending gifts is hard. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I'm there, too. I'm at like 120 <laughs> something. I'm getting uh, there, I'm, but. I'm at like 82. Yeah. 82. Wow. Look at us go. <laughs> Couldn't it have been open gifts? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Just time gate everybody. They'll, they'd love it. They'd love it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I don't think I would consider the, the Mew research as part of the actual event because there's no way you were finishing. No, there's progress. But yeah, so I did. Also do the the evolve step at the end, got all 150. So I, I would say it's thoroughly completed. Excellent. Excellent. Well, good for you. That is a rare occasion of 100% completion. That's a one out of one. One for one. <laughs> for Kyle. Hey, good for you. <laughs> I did not have as much luck as you did because I set some ridiculous goals. Actually, just one of them was kind of ridiculous. A uh, clear storage down to 3000. I posted proof of that and was uh, very quickly reminded that I uh, am insane uh, by Kyle, who then posted a screenshot. I'm like, what was it? 1603 out of 1610, 1612, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, geez. Okay, fine. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> 
Uh, one million experience. I did pull that off. Actually, this the Pikachu Spotlight Hour pushed me over. It was down oh to the down to the wire. Yeah, one shiny from each Kanto family. And now I set this goal <laughs> uh, pretty optimistic that well, shiny rates would be increased, and it, and I think they most certainly were for the event. But it was a little bit more difficult to target than I thought it was going to be. Um, and so I'm happy to say that I, I did not get that one because I liked the way the event went anyway. And I feel like an event that would have let me achieve this goal would not have been as good. Yeah, yeah. It definitely would have been a problem if you'd actually accomplished that, I think. Yeah, that would have said a lot. That would have said a lot. A lot of the wrong things. So I'll take my two out of three happily. Congratulations, Kyle. You've won. You've won the game this week. <laughs> but now everybody has lost the game. <laughs> no, stop it. <laughs> Not on the air. <laughs> okay. Well, without further ado, and to bury that as soon as possible, let's hop into the news. Hello and welcome to the news. Before we actually kick off any of the news stuff, because we do have three big pieces of news. One, we are actually going to kind of uh, outsource the PvP corner this week, but there are three pieces of news. But let's talk about canto tour because that was this weekend it consumed our saturdays you know uh we that was the most pokemon go players i've seen out and about doing stuff in a long time and i played the entire day in my car like it was crazy so uh it would take us forever to give you a reminder what the event was like so instead we're not going to do that we're just going to give a uh, give you our impressions and i know kyle for sure has been excited to share his thoughts about this since the event so I'm going to go ahead and just hand it over to you, Kyle. Feel free to get us started here. First, I just want to ask, how many shinies did you get? 21. 21. Okay, that's pretty good. I got 16. So Wow. Wow. Unless you want to count a shiny that I hatched at literally the start of the event from an egg I got like two weeks ago. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> My sister caught a shiny Phoebus. It was the first one of the day. It's like, what is this? <laughs> This is offensive to me. How did this even happen? Pretty sure it was uh, from an egg or from like somebody put a lure that was like a magnetic lure or something or a glacial lure lure and she got it from there. Like, well, man, <laughs> that counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. But our, we're both counting our ditto in our counts, right? Yeah, That is count. Yes, that's count. OK. All right. Cool. Just want to make sure. Otherwise, that's 15 then for me. Right. And that'd be 20 for me in that case. So Canto Tour was really, really good. I'm sure somebody out there was was waiting for me to have like a real hot take. My hot take is it was very good. It was very fun. I just I wasn't going into it expecting anything. And if it wasn't for the fact that it was 20 degrees outside, I would have had a better time than I had at GoFest this year. And I think that really kind of sets the tone for the discussion on the tour itself. Yeah, I would agree. I also had an absolutely wonderful time and I was bemoaning the entire time that it wasn't warmer because I would have enjoyed this event so much more <sighs> on foot yes. like downtown. Oh, man. If oh, we had like a crew. So fun. It would have been. Yeah. Some of the things that are a highlight for me, they also kind of come with some negatives. I'm not like perfect 100% for this event. I do have some downsides to talk about and I want to hear Chris's thoughts on it as well. Okay. The fact that everything was broken up into hours, again, as we got to see, because they're kind of trying to translate that whole live event with biomes into something that works at home, worked very well. Yes, it was a downside for people who wanted to target very, very specific things. But overall, I think it gave better focus to each moment 
from the moment to moment gameplay. So it felt like everything was varied and engaging for the entire time. I was I was catching, I was catching, and then I'm like, oh, these are all different. Oh, it's now three o'clock. That makes a lot of sense. Keep going. And and that just was very enjoyable for me. Yeah. No, it was the same, same here too. And I think the addition of having the checklist is what really, really sold it for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able to take a look at the snapshot of each hour and what was on the list gave me a really good idea of what to expect of of what to look out for in some cases and things like that the the checklist is really the highlight of the event overall for me a hundred percent and it's it's not even so much the fact that it was a checklist that it was a content list you knew when it hit one o'clock you had these spawns and you knew what you were getting unfortunately we do have a lot of issues with transparency with Niantic when it comes to events, as everybody kind of knows. So even though it was in the moment of the event, it was still very nice to have and be able to check off of. For sure. And I I do want to clarify before we continue this conversation, there are a couple of things around this event outside of the event itself that were not so great. The communication by Niantic that Kyle just alluded to in particular, uh, you know, is it good practice and good optics to drop a clarifying article the day before an event you've been selling tickets to for two months uh, that might have changed fundamentally what people were expecting or not expecting from the event? Probably not a good call. And there's another thing where some people got the event for free. We'll talk about that later. We have an email about it towards the end of the show. But we're just going to talk about our experience and we will tackle the rest of that later. I want to bring up a negative now, though, just while we're on that moment. And this is going to sound a little bit weird. There was a little bit too much happening at the event for me. You had eight Pokemon in raids and you needed to interact (laughs) with them all in order to complete everything. Now, okay, granted, you don't need to complete them. It wasn't a requirement, technically. But this is Pokemon. We're, com- we're completionists. Come on. That's why we're playing the game. And then number two, the Go Battle League trainers. Really cool. I love the addition. I love the idea. It didn't really belong in this specific event. I, I think that would have been something more interesting to roll out, maybe in addition to something else for like a week-long event. Because they just take too long to bother doing. It's the same thing with raids. Why am I doing raids when I could be catching a lot of times? That's just how I feel when they do that with an event. It's kind of how I felt during GoFest 2. I really only did raids when I had downtime. Uh, Yeah, but but here's the difference between those two. Because I I heard that what you're saying, that perspective a lot. And I agree with that mostly. But this is what I came up with. During GoFest, the the spawns had a lot of rare spawns in them. I mean, Gibble during that one particular hour and a lot of other highlighted spawns during other hours. But with this one, it's all it was all Kanta Pokemon. And there were some rare spawns in there for sure, like Dratini or, you know, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee were Chansey and stuff, you know, and those were shinies to chase for sure. But those spawn pools have been around forever. None of them are particularly rare. Even Pokemon like Snorlax and Chansey have recently been in research breakthroughs. And the Mm -hmm. only really rare spawns that we needed to get our hands on, unless you're brand new and haven't played this game for at least six months, were in raids. So I think doing things that take you away from the catching isn't necessarily as big of a sin as it was during GoFest and makes more sense because it would feel a bit more two-dimensional without them. But I will 100% agree with you that the challengers were oppressive. 
there was a lot of them they took a long time and the difficulty level between each of them varied wildly (laughs) (laughs) but whoever that trainer was that had the wiggly tough i'm looking at you fable Uh uh-huh yeah 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 we see you (laughs) see but on the flip side for every one of those there was the charmander one who you could farm down with a waterfall the pikachu one too so yeah like niantic knew what they were doing anyways That was true, and I just want to say one more thing about the raid, though, is there was there was too many. There was too many in raids. Legitimately, me and my girlfriend were playing, and her Zapdos and Moltres ran from her for the first time we did it. Yeah. And it legitimately took us another hour to find right. another one that we could reasonably get to and then have time to remote in some friends to help us. So that's just kind of a bummer. Especially because four of them were regionals. One of them was Snorlax in a four-star raid. Let's not <laughs> I forget. Did. I never did. I that. didn't even look at no, one. Uh, uh, I no saw space. it was four-star, and I'm like, get out. <laughs> yeah, my sister and I were like, is that four stars? I thought those were now illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend pointed out that it's like, there's a four-star raid hatching. I'm like, no. Three-star? <laughs> Because it was at the start of the event, and I didn't you know. You miscounted. She's like, I can count to four, Kyle. I- <laughs> so that was a bit scummy of Niantic hmm. to put the Snorlax in a four-star raid, especially because they knew people were going to be really into Snorlax as a shiny and otherwise. Yeah, but it was also like a reward for three different steps in the research. Yeah, but it also wasn't boosted shiny rate, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true too. But yes, that's good that they were rewards so people could complete the tasks Mm -hmm. without needing to do the raid. That was very good. But that's not true of the regionals. So is, is your issue with them being in raids in the first place or there being too many in raids? Because for the amount that were in raids, that you know, raids were constant. You would have the raid. It would have a, like a three or four minute hatch time. I think yeah. it's supposed to be five. But by the time it loaded in, it always looked like three or four for me. It would hash full raid timer, essentially. And then it'd be empty for like five minutes. And then we get a new egg every single gym. So I was never really at a loss. It was only 30 minutes for the, 30 minutes, the raid. So that, that actually is pretty rough because if you miss the egg hatch and then you have to drive there for, you know, you have to drive five minutes to get there and then you have to spend the time to invite people and, and all that kind of, or yeah. post in a discord to see if anyone wants to do it. That's another two minutes you lose it. It adds up, obviously. We've talked about the issues with shorter raid timers and why they're not all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think I had a bigger issue with how many there were in raids. Sure. I can I can get behind that 100%. It was a big ask. It was a huge, huge ask. That said, there were multiple free remote raid passes in the shop or one coin bundles. But so there's that. And there was a 200 Pokeball bundle. Which I didn't even claim till the end because I didn't have Pokemon. I didn't have inventory room. stage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Same I was thing. preparing, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't have the space. I th- can we both agree on like uh, they've had they've had lots of feedback about Pokeballs and stuff like that, and just getting getting supplies to trainers that you know I guess because casuals feel like they don't have to prepare, which is understandable. If you pay for a ticket for the event, you should be able to participate in the event and then include supplies for it. I think they nailed it this time. Yes. They did a really 100%. good job. 20 pokeball reward for doing a challenger and stuff like that that. was really good incredible really good job and i mean i'm going to just circle back that real quick now i think the challengers were good i think that's a good addition to have in the game yeah 
just not as a feature for an event of this scale. Sure. That's the kind of thing you feature in a two-week-long event and then say, hey, they're now in the game forever. We will rotate out who they are or we stop making them based on players and we give them generic, you know, here's a hex maniac, here's a athlete, here's a whatever from the Pokemon series, obviously. Yeah. And make them reward actual resources that are worth spending the time, you know. Keep the 500 Stardust. 20 Pokeballs is great, in my opinion. Make it maybe have a chance for like 10 great balls or something, whatever. Yeah. And then give us a medal for each of them if you really want to stretch the content, but it could be a great addition. I think that's great. I would do that more than I would do Rocket Grunts, just on principle alone. (laughs) (laughs) But what if, but what if the challengers, after you defeat six of them, they each give you a piece of a map and then you put all those pieces together and it leads you to uh, not a gym leader, but a gym trainer. And when you beat that gym trainer, they give you and not a strange egg but an odd egg and it takes you 50 kilometers to hatch and the spawn pool is all starters <laughs> are you on so, board still or not <laughs> so so we we beat the professor we have to do yeah. all that work to beat the professor yeah <laughs> no if i walk 50 kilometers and i hatch a charmander i'm i'm, 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 I'm calling liz on the phone <laughs> <laughs> hey look <laughs> we gotta talk yeah but so no it's a negative for this event it's not a negative for the game mm-hmm. i think so let me ask you this if if they had instead of you know some of the rewards for some of the collection challenges for each of the towns were kind of benign not not really that great or just like repeats of things that you had already caught for that collection challenge i didn't quite appreciate that as much i think it was a missed opportunity if they had put one of the regionals at the end of each of those collection challenges and then also had them in raids so that you could farm them if you wanted to, but mm-hmm. didn't have to do it for completion. I think that would have been a better model. Yeah, I, I agree. That said, I didn't have any real issue with the actual rewards from the collection because they can't make it too good because the whole value of the event is getting the spawns. You you are yeah. actually paying the price of the ticket to get the spawns, anything else is extra, in my opinion, in terms of like judging the value. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's that's on the money. So, even so, like people are like, they should have given Stardust for the, doing the collection. No, the Stardust was your collect, your catching. That's that's what it should be for. And this catching kind of was thing. plentiful. It was yeah. wonderful. And I also think it was really cool because there wasn't a particular shiny to really chase after like that. And so like the shinies just felt more like a symptom of the event instead of the focus of the event for once. Yeah. Which is wonderful. I loved the change of pace. I loved focusing on a checklist instead of how many shinies did I get? Of course we care about that at the end of the day. You know, Kyle's like, I got 16 and I got 21. We care about that number still to a degree, but it wasn't the only thing. Yeah. And see, the nice part is with these events is everything was shiny. We knew everything was shiny mm-hmm. full stop because they told us, which is good. So you didn't have to click on things be like, oh, is this going to be shiny? Is it? Is this? Yeah. Is that? No. Okay. I don't have to worry about it. I just click what I want to click on. Yep. I know I want a shiny Chansey. I'm going to click every Chansey I see because Chansey is rare, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I I would probably say unless you there's something else you want to explore here that that pretty much sums it up at least from my perspective. I, I think it was it was mostly 
a high with one or two arguable lows mm-hmm. that really kind of like hitched a ride with one of the highs that I liked from the event too. You know, yeah. I mean, go the go challenges is a great example. I the only thing I have to add is that if this is something we have to look forward to to capping off a season for the rest of the time that seasons are a thing, I will gladly take part in that every single time as a paid event. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, is that, I, you know, when we wrapped up this event, I saw some people. OK, well, first of all, let me, before I even say this, the amount of inactive people, even just in our community that like were either playing less or stepped away from it. And then also even more broad in the social media space, there's so many players that came back and loved this event to pieces. So again, good job, Niantic. But the question was posed, can't wait until they do go tour Johto next year. And in my head, instantly, I think, yeah, an annual cadence sounds good to me too, but there's no way they'd run through content so quick because you need all the shinies. Here's the thing. It doesn't need to be full generation, like, whole collection type thing like that they can do other things although once a year still gives them nine years of content by the time they get up to gen eight so that's not really an issue well i i think that from a business perspective that they would probably considering they they treat new shinies as content right yes that 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 would be a really good way of shooting themselves in the foot also we're going to brick wall at kekleon unless it's taken care of soon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, clearly. But I think the point is that a lot of Johto shinies are already out. Like That's a true. very good chunk. They only did Kanto this late because there was a bunch that weren't out and they weren't going to bother putting them as a feature because it had been yeah. too long. So. Yeah, where, where were we going to have Spiro? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But on that same note, I don't need to see it all of Gen 1. It could just have a theme, an appropriate theme that is catch all it could have existing shinies no new shinies one new shiny whatever you want to do but the format of the event is what i'm looking forward to seeing more in the future same here they nailed that i think it has massive potential moving forward so good on you niantic you get the seal of approval from the two of us um <laughs> and uh usually it's a 50 percent batting average just because of the nature of who we are uh so good job <laughs> <laughs> okay but moving on uh, there'll be plenty of other cancel tour talk uh throughout this show sprinkled in as it becomes relevant but we have other news items the first of which is go battle league season seven i've got a couple of short i've got like five highlights here um, but i'm going to largely leave this to fish and DeFi e to cover in the pvp corner section so look forward to that section for more clarification and exploration of the fine details of this announcement but season seven begins on march 1st at 1 p.m pst uh, a highlight will be you'll earn more candy XL than normal when you catch these Pokemon in GBL reporting counters. Poliwhirl, Flappy, Pupitar, Metacham, Scraggy, Galvantula, Lampent, and Stunfisk. There will be two <laughs> two things added that I think are interesting. I won't explain what they are, so you have to listen to the BBP corner section. Great League Remix and Retro Cup. Those sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> Those sound real cool. And lastly, and probably one of the biggest highlights of this, especially to more casual players, but also, boy, we could have a large conversation about this being very good for the health of the game and, and a lot of things, but no more walkie requirement for the foreseeable future. Now, that doesn't mean just for this season. Some people are, are thinking maybe the verbiage might be that, but they say they're going to remove the requirement, not until further notice, not for this season not until a date it's removed yeah it specifically says will not return right 
So that's it's very specific wording. Yes. So it looks like the Walker requirement has been removed, which I just want to say I, I, we're going to move on from this really quickly. I just have a couple of thoughts on this, though. And Kyle, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, too. But one, they needed to do this if they want Pokemon Go PvP to have any future as an esport. This needed to go unfortunately but also too now this shows a lot of maturity and a lot of growth from their perspective though as well because they're they've been pretty much at the core it's supposed to be a walking game right it's supposed to encourage you to get out and do that and this is this is growth it's becoming more of a game than an exercise aid and i think that that's it's a good direction for it to go i just don't want to become a slippery slope because i love having you know, benefits and just uh, motivation to actually go out and do the whole walking situation. That's why I like eggs, you know? <laughs> so Kyle, what do you think? Do you think this is good, bad? Do you think this signals something? Should we watch out? Oh my gosh. Like the fires of Gondor. No, I think it's fantastic. Okay. I had absolutely no thought in mind that it would come back. Once it was removed because of the the global situation and once they saw how thriving the PvP community really is, how engaging people are about everything in it, the complexities. They, they couldn't go back. It's just, it's not reasonable. There would have been fires in the street. <laughs> I agree. But there have been some uh, missteps with these sorts of things in the past, like the, uh, the, the, bonus, the stay-at-home bonuses were kind of tossed up and, and handled in an interesting way that we would have thought was counterintuitive. And so I wasn't exactly writing this off, but now we can all sigh a big, uh, we can all make a big you know, sigh of relief as a group <laughs> that this won't be coming back. Yeah, I agree. But okay, again, if you want to hear more about Go Battle League Season 7, Tune into the PvP corner section later on in the show. But we're moving along here. We got two more headlines here, and they're sizable. The first one is the season of legends starts soon. Trainers, during the season of celebration, we got to explore and celebrate regions of the Pokemon world, all leading up to Pokemon Go Tour Kanto. Now we're excited to announce the next season, the season of legends. From legendary Pokemon to legendary trainers, this season will celebrate legends in Pokemon Go. The season of Legends will run from Monday, March 1st at 8 a.m. to Tuesday, June 1st at 10 a.m. local time. Read on for an overview of what you can expect during the season and look out for a detailed blog once the season starts. Or you could always listen to us hash it out instead. But of course, we'll have links to everything in the show notes as we always do. More Pokemon will make their Pokemon Go debut in Legendary Raids and Mega Raids. This season will start with some Legendary Pokemon making their Pokemon Go debut. Therian Form Tornadus. Therian form Thunderous and Therium form Landorus. Stay tuned for more details. There might be some other legendary faces making their Pokemon Go debut appearing later in the season as well. Starting March 1st, different Mega Evolved Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids and other Mega Evolved Pokemon will be making their Pokemon Go debut over the course of the season. Keep an ear out for more details soon trainers we've gotten this before uh they really like to keep the the new megas when they roll out to little fanfare they, so they kind of generate a little bit of fanfare by by holding the announcement back until it becomes permanent which is great but nothing really too big here we will be talking about theory forms a little bit later so we'll just move on different pokemon will be appearing in the wild as the seasons change, different kinds of Pokemon will be appearing in different habitats in the wild. For example, you might find Mantine or Frillish appearing near water. Oh, Frillish in the wild. Frillish, yeah. please. Or, or maybe you'll happen upon a Voltorb or Glammeow while in the city. 
If you happen to be traversing near grassy and forested areas, you might find Hoppet floating peacefully in the air. <laughs> I don't click on those. They're hard to catch. Me neither. These and many more Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild, so keep a lookout and stay tuned for more details. Hemisphere exclusive Pokemon. During this season, the kinds of Pokemon that appear more often in the wild exclusively in either the northern or southern hemisphere, just those two, not the other hemispheres, will be greatly expanded from last season. That was a joke. Those are the only two hemispheres. In the northern hemisphere, you know, the good one, you'll be able to encounter Pokemon like Tangela, Combi, Croagunk, Ducklet, and many more in the wild. First partner Pokemon originally discovered in the Sinnoh region. <laughs> Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup uh, will be appearing in the wild alongside spring form Deerling. Now, on yeah, that yeah. list, I'm most excited about Deerling. <laughs> <laughs> if you're extremely lucky, you might even encounter Pokemon such as Scyther, Dratini, or Cottony in the wild. Okay. I like those three. Pause for one second. I just have to say this and we move on. Cottony should not be a rare spawn. <laughs> End I agree. statement. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Also, I should clarify that the Northern Hemisphere is only the good one because Kyle and I both live in it. (laughs) In the Southern Hemisphere, Pokemon like Mankey, Yanma, Buizel, Woobat, and many others will be appearing in the wild alongside first partner Pokemon originally discovered in the Unova region, Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott. If you're extremely lucky, you might encounter a Pineco, Bagon, or Ferrisseed. Keep your eyes out for Autumn Form Diggerling 2. I don't see what the shout out about the partner Pokemon is all about. I I don't know why they're featuring starters. Like I I mean, they get eyes, new players that don't have a lot of them yet and ha- that aren't as jaded by starters as we are. Um are probably excited about that. You know, they're fan favorites, highlights. I get it. I just um, I feel like they're so common all the time. Anyways. <laughs> True. True. But. Yeah, dude. I got so much Charmander XL candy, by the way. I'm very excited. Yeah, did you get enough, though? No, I've got like 40. I need like 200 more. <laughs> oh, hey, you're getting there. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is- <laughs> Different Pokemon will be hatching from eggs. Oh, yes. dear God. Trico, Torchic, Mudkip, Badoo, and more will be hatching from two kilometer eggs. Drowsy, Osril, and Muna will be hatching from five kilometer eggs. Osril in 5K eggs. Interesting. And intrepid trainers might find Ninkeda, Alomomola, and more hatching from 10 kilometer eggs. Stay tuned for more details. Ninkata in 10K is cool. Alomomola less so, but I could see it. It's just interesting to see when Pokemon move tiers up. Rather than down, because Ninkata has yeah. been in 5k eggs in the past. Yeah, has so. been for sure. I, I think those were hand in hand with events, though. Yeah, I just Ninkata is such a rare spawn for not a not a great reason, honestly. <laughs> just rarity. Just rarity. I, look, I, I only say that because I had to walk one for like 300 kilometers. If you hatched more eggs, you wouldn't have had that issue. Yeah, but then that would have cost me money. True. Not been worth it. Very true. on raids, as sad as that sounds. <laughs> when are they going to put Shedinja in raid? That's what I want. You pop in with a group of recommended party size one. Season exclusive special research. Toward the start of this season, all trainers will be able to access the Season of Legends special research. Fellow Professor Willow, creepily, 
as he makes exciting discoveries about Therian-formed Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus, the first three legendary Pokemon featured during the season. Complete the special research to earn Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus candy, as well as other rewards. That's good to know up front. That's pretty cool. Be on the lookout for bonuses and items throughout the season. You can look forward to even more goodies this season such as the following bonuses and items. Players can receive increased experience from five-star raids throughout this season only. Free remote raid passes will be available at certain times during the season. Stay tuned for more details on when these remote raid passes will be available in the shop. We actually have those details in the next headline. But increased experience from five-star raids, that's a pretty sick bonus to have season long. Yes. Just all the raids. Give me all the raids. <laughs> all of them. It's great because pretty much all we do is five-star raids, so that's pretty much just a bonus to raids. <laughs> Can I just say that my inner cynic just, it screams, here's a nice bonus for doing five-star eggs. We're going to give you six legendaries that are terrible and you don't want to raid. <laughs> it could be. Anyways. It could be. I mean, what, did we have? <laughs> what, what were we just plagued with during this last round of bonuses as well? What was it? Uh, Zachra- not Zekrom, Kyrium. Oh, yeah. Kieran was the last one no one wanted to do. That's right. That's right. Broken dinosaur. How could I forget? Oh, goodness me. But anyway, uh, just really quick. What's your thought on the season of Legends? Are you excited about it or not? Uh, It's just is right now until it happens. I really love the design of the Therian form of the Force of Nature trio. So I'm kind of excited about that. But other than that. If we get some good raids, I'll be excited about the increased experience from five star raids. <laughs> and that's that's about it for me. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think that's exactly what it is, too. There's nothing really that's you know bad that jumps out to me. And the things that do jump out to me are things that I'll kind of have to see how they play out. <laughs> if I'm drowning in Turtwig, Chimchar and Piplop, I will have words to say in a few weeks. <laughs> but... That's true. That's true. You can miss me with those Turtwig. Yep. <laughs> Mm -hmm. all right the last headline here and it's a big one march events trainers we hope you're prepared for a month of exciting pokemon encounters and bonuses now as we normally do for these big rundowns of the events i'm going to work through these section by section and for the ones that do deem worthy to say something about we'll stop and talk about them otherwise we're going to tear through it because it's a lot of it's a lot of copy all right Incoming new Team Go Rocket special research. It appears that after a few months of rest, Giovanni and his grunts are up to no good once again. This is Kyle's favorite type of event. <sighs> What's worse, they've obtained more shadow Pokemon, including shadow legendary Pokemon. Early investigations into Giovanni's movements suggest he'll be using these legendary Pokemon at different times. During March, Shadow Articuno. April, Shadow Zapdos. In May, Shadow Moltres. Starting on Sunday, February 28th at 12 a.m. local time, play through this season's new Team Go Rocket special research to earn a Super Rocket Radar and take down Giovanni. There will be other opportunities to earn Super Rocket Radars at the beginning of each month this season, so stay tuned for more information. That's nice. They quelled the potential complaint of, oh, I have to choose? No. Looks like you can get all three, which is nice. Kyle, you excited or no? No. I knew it. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I'm oh. sorry. They're doing the legendary birds again. Yeah, Come on. a lot of people missed the opportunity to, to do them. I, I'm rolling my eyes because nobody can see that. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, too, is that when you have a good legendary Pokemon, you want more than one of them. So if people have one Shadow Zapdos already, it'd be kind of nice to have two. And then it gives opportunity people didn't get a chance to do it to, to get them. 
I'd rather have three more Shadow Mewtwo, but okay. I would also rather have three more <laughs> Shadow Mewtwo, but you know what's not going to happen? That. I would also have rather had Shadow Kyogre or Groudon or Shadow Lugia or Ho-Oh. Give me six Shadow Suicune. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but my point is, I think it's in poor taste for something you can only get once a month to already just reuse stuff. When we've already had like eight months of something getting locked in because of the all the current stuff going on and it took a while to adapt to it, it just it feels bad. It, it feels like this should not have happened in my That's opinion. That's true. What, what I want to say is that you don't really participate in the rocket stuff very often, but we haven't had a team rocket special research that gave us a super rocket radar consistently for a long time. So people yes. that love this content will be thrilled to hear that you're going to have the one story and they're alluding to the other months, giving you other opportunities. A hundred percent. I think the fact that they are promising one a month and you will be able to do it is great. I'm just not excited about the fact that they're just reusing the birds as the reward point well taken and i'll leave it there because i don't have a good counter argument <laughs> but march research breakthrough encounter are <laughs> you ready what's it gonna be kyle are they gonna give us dratini maybe they'll give like us kakuna it's gonna be evie with a top hat right there yeah absolutely let's find out from monday march 1st at 1 p.m to thursday april 1st at 1 p.m pdt you'll encounter gibble in research breakthrough encounters. What? That's a good one. What? That all right. <laughs> it, That's it, okay. It, it's, it's a miracle. Like, it's actually the first <laughs> good research breakthrough we've had in a year. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah. There, you, can't, you can't argue. I'm, don't even try. <laughs> I'd have can't. to look at the list, but uh, without even looking at the list, I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> so good on you, Nianta. Good, good choice. Featured Pokemon in five-star raids and mega raids. The following legendary Pokemon will be appearing in five-star raids throughout March. So here you go, Kyle. Now you get to kind of uh, judge whether or not the XP bonuses will be worthy uh, of these Pokemon or not. Incarnate Form Landers will be appearing in five-star raids from Monday, March 1st at 8 a.m. to Saturday, March 6th at 8 a.m. If you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. So shiny uh, uh, possibility. That's nice. Incarnate Form Tornadus will be from March 6th to March 11th. Also with a shiny chance. Incarnate form Thunderous will be appearing in five star raids from March 11th to March 16th. Uh, also with a shiny chance, which is fantastic. Now, incarnate forms are the ones we've already had before. They're the arms crossed pouting genie forms. Yeah. Yes. Never skip a forearm day, I guess. <laughs> Theory and form Thunderous will be appearing in five star raids from Tuesday, March 16th to Tuesday, March 30th at 10 a.m. local time. No shiny chance. The Ethereum form of Tornadus will be appearing in five-star raids starting March 30th with no end time. And we don't have a date on the last remaining Ethereum form yet, but probably a good bet it'll happen April. In addition, the following Mega Evolve Pokemon will be appearing in Mega Raids. Blastoise, Pidgeot, and Ampharos will be featured in Mega Raids from uh, March 1st to March 16th. Mega Houndoom, Obama Snow, and The Surprise that we're waiting for be appearing after that for the remainder of the month so march 16th to an undisclosed end date it probably safe bet april 1st every wednesday in march will feature a raid hour event from 6 p.m to 7 p.m local time uh, which we've seen these before raid hours feature pokemon appearing to five-star raids that week bonus raid hour will be taking place on monday march 15th from 6 p.m to 7 p.m 
Uh, so there'll be something else happening that day. And as a reminder, the season of legends begins on March 1st and you gain extra experience for completing five-star raids. Yahoo. Stay tuned for the April events blog for more details on the next Pokemon to be featured in raids. That's also where I would expect to find that information. But speaking of hours, right? Spotlight hours. I'm sure you were waiting for this. These happen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. local time, and they last for about an hour, as the name would imply. So the Tuesdays are March 2nd, March 9th, March 16th, March 23rd, and March 30th. And the Pokemon and their associated bonuses in order are thus. Krabby with twice candy for transferring, Drowsy, and you earn twice the experience for evolving, Voltorb, and you earn twice the Stardust for catching, that's the one circle of your calendars, Surskit, and you learn twice the experience for catching on the 23rd, and the last day, the 30th, your boy Slugma, <laughs> and you learn twice the candy for catching, because Mag Cargo, I guess, is rare. But in addition to Spotlight Hours, oh boy. We're getting something else. March bonus hours. We will be testing bonus hours throughout the month of March. These tests will take place in the list of Thursdays at 6 p.m. local time, and each one will feature a unique bonus. On March 4th, there's going to be a Go Rocket hour. Team Go Rocket balloons will be appearing more frequently. Be on the lookout trainers. March 11th, mega bonus hour, specifically for candy this time. You'll learn more candy when you catch Pokemon that share a type with your active mega evolved Pokemon. So, for instance, if you have a Mega Charizard while get more candy from catching fire and flying type Pokemon on March 18th, mega raid hour mega raids will be happening more frequently. Interesting. Interesting. So between the spotlight hours and these bonus hours, Kyle, which one just jumps out to the most? Am I going to catch you on March 4th? Just grinding away on the rockets or no? No, absolutely not. Okay. Unless they're coming. If they're coming like literally every two minutes, every time I finish one, another one shows up. Maybe I, maybe I'll do that. That'd kind of be fun. Yeah, but like if it's like instead of, you know, you get one every six hours or one every two hours, since it's an hour, you get like four in the hour. I won't care <laughs> Fair if enough. it's like once every 15 minutes. Yeah, that's not going to affect me at all. I, honestly, I, I still don't care about the bonus or the spotlight hours. So in all likelihood, I'll forget they exist. And then I will remember when I open up the game, when we start preparing to record and I will yes. catch whatever is around me. <laughs> True. I will probably do the same thing, but uh, I, if I had to pick one Voltorb, double Stardust catching that that sounds great to me. Also, the Vol- Voltorb shiny is pretty slick. So yeah, although twice the experience for catching, it's really good. It's just shame it's a Surskit. That's right. I forget that I have to care about that again. Yeah, well, especially time. if you can, if it's one you can reliably hit excellence, you can get four thousand a catch. Surskit is but not that's that. Not, that's not one of those. No, no, but 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 the catch, the base catch rate for Surskit is pretty doable. So yeah, there you go. You burn through them really fast. March Community Day featuring Fletchlane. We've been over this Saturday, March six from eleven a.m. to five p.m. is going to be Fletchlane. If you evolve a Fletchinder, which is out of Fletchlane into Talonflame, it will know the attack Incinerate. If you want more details on that, there will be a link in our show notes to the blog that has a link to that blog. <laughs> So you can do that. Upcoming new events. This is where it gets kind of interesting here. Look out for more details coming soon for these events. Searching for legends from Tuesday, March 9th to Sunday, March 14th. Join us as we begin our journey to search for legendary Pokemon. And what better way to sniff out these legendary Pokemon than with the compass Pokemon? Nose pass? Who knows? If you're lucky, you may even encounter a shiny nose pass. That's a cute way of introducing that shiny. Yeah. 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 
Incense Day, Psychic Type, and Steel Type. We've had Incense Day in the past. This is also just another iteration of that. We are hearing reports that on Sunday, March 14th, more Psychic and Steel Type will be attracted to Incense, including Beldum. This is an excellent opportunity for those of you that missed out on Beldum Community Day to bone up on your shinies. Charge up from Tuesday, March 16th to Monday, March 22nd. Get amped for an event where electric type Pokemon will make their Pokemon Go debut. So, oh, we're going to have some new Pokemon during that event. It's going to be sweet. And Weather Week from Wednesday, March 24th to Monday, March 29th. Experience a whirlwind of weather-themed Pokemon appearing in the wild and new avatar items, all to celebrate the Therium forms of Tornadus, Thunderous, and Landorus coming to Pokemon Go. Well, one of them not quite yet, but there you go. <laughs> and a special raid weekend event featuring legendary Pokemon will take place on Saturday, March 27th through Sunday, March 28th. That could either be fantastic or awful. I'm hoping it's fantastic. Stay tuned for more details on each of these events. Lugia and Ho this weekend only <laughs> for the 18th time. This weekend only, and then next Wednesday, this upcoming weekend, Lugia and ho this weekend only. <laughs> I, what I really hope it is is that it's continuous raids. It's like raid hour, but every hour it rotates to a new legendary, mm-hmm. and it's for like five hours uh, for two days. So 10 legendaries each at a different hour, or maybe they repeat both of the days so that people have more yeah. of an opportunity. That'd be kind of a cool thing. But yeah, I guess we'll see. What I don't want to see, and Kyle, I'm sure you agree with me, is a pool of 20 all potentially spawning. <laughs> yeah, and then there's yeah. like an egg hatching. What is it? Oh, it's one of the 18 I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Groudon. Yay! Uh, I don't already have... Yeah, no, we don't. No, we're good. Weekly free bundle. Every Monday in March, a free one-time bundle containing 10 Ultra Balls, 10 Raspberries, and a remote raid pass will be available in the shop. That's great. And best for last. This is listed as a quality of life update, but Kyle and I disagree with the verbiage. I think Niantic needs to learn what quality of life means because... If this is quality of life, we're never getting actual quality of life in this game again. <laughs> but we just did get some great quality of life improvements. Either, either, uh, not week, but a few weeks ago. And that qualified. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what they consider quality, quality of life or not. But whatever. Here we go. We're excited to share some updates to Candy XL that will help acquiring this resource in Pokemon Go be more fun and accessible. They're listening. Trading Pokemon will have a chance of rewarding the Candy XL for the Pokemon you've traded. The chance of receiving a Candy XL will increase the greater the distance between Pokemon catch locations. So another way to benefit from doing long distance trades, which is great. Walking with your buddy Pokemon will now have a chance to earn you Candy XL. Yes, yes, and yes. Catching legendary, mythical, or evolved Pokemon is now guaranteed to reward you with Candy XL. This is a great step in the direction to fixing the legendary and mythical XL candy problem, but it is not an end all solution. No. That's still a slog. They want, you want me to do 276 Mewtwo raids? I don't think so. Well, you're going to transfer them. You're not going to keep. Yeah, them, but so. even 150 Mewtwo raids is a lot. That's a lot. But like. If you could do it, you would do it. That's true. It's just not very easy to do <laughs> it is it's it's a massive improvement i just think it's not quite enough for everybody yes. but maybe that's good maybe this is at the level of difficulty it needs to be i think this is a very good step forward i only have one negative to it 
this greatly, greatly, greatly benefits people who play with a buddy or yeah. who play with a couple really close buddies. Yeah. If you have a group you regularly raid with, if you have somebody you can regularly trade your Pokemon with before you transfer them, this is, it's almost an unfair advantage for the people who don't necessarily have that kind of support system. I would agree, except the trades are are mostly just local and you they really benefit from that change based on distance, you know, and, and you don't really hit the the tier for the longest distance bonuses until it's very far. No, but any chance for XL candy is more chance. If you do a hundred, let's just say you do a hundred Mewtwo raids, mm-hmm. you trade, you catch all of them, say they all give one for the guarantee and you don't even get any extra. You transfer all, you trade all 100, which is unrealistic. You know, this is not the perfect scenario, obviously. And they're minimum distance because you did the raid with the same person. Right. Let's just say it's a 20% chance to get an XL candy. That's still another 20 XL candy before you then transfer all 100 for another, however, I don't know the exchange rate for transfer. So you'd still have more than somebody else because you have that system in place. That's true. That's true. But I, you know, I think that they would, this is a small benefit to pay to encourage people to do more engagement with this game, especially in person. Yeah. Which right now is pretty limited. It's, it's good. It's just a good step forward. I I still would like to see more. Yeah, absolutely. So that wraps up the, the March events, announcements, changes, everything. We're going to be talking about each of these in detail as these events become pertinent and we learn more details uh, so, again, if you want to review this very long list or the entire season of Legends post that we did before that as well, I would encourage you to follow the links in the show notes and, and read up on the blog posts uh, yourself. In the interest of moving along here, let's uh, move along to Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about the Therian forms for the Force of Nature trio. Oh, Chris is it mentioned Therian? It. Yeah, not- Therian. Oh, I thought it was Therian. Therian? Is it Therian? Therian? I don't oh, know. Oh, I don't know. You said it with such confidence. That's I thought just what I, I always was thought wrong. it was, because I never really oh, thought about it. I'm okay with Therian. Let's do it. Anyways, that's the last time we need to say it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but for the sake of discussion, I'm going to assume they will have the same movesets as the incarnate form. That's not guaranteed, as we can see with Giratina and Giratino, which had a very significant difference in case nobody mm-hmm. remembers. Giratino got Shadow Ball. It's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> AKA the damage move. Yeah, the damage move. <laughs> but first up, Tornadus. This is the only Therian form that actually gets more bulk instead of damage, which as a result actually just makes it worse. <laughs> it already no. was not very good as a mono flying type. So just getting bulkier, maybe it has some use in PvP as a result of it. I, I doubt it, but I don't actually know. And if you're going for stab, it's got air slash and hurricane. Yay. <laughs> exactly. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Next up, there's Thunderous. Gets a pretty significant attack boost. It gains 29 attack at the cost of just three defense and then the same stamina. It's now comparable to Electivire. Almost, almost exactly. Which is sad. It's really held <laughs> back from competing with stuff like Raikou just because of its overall lack of bulk. It's very middling. I think its stamina is like 188, but it's 
defense is 163, something okay. that great. Gotcha. But usable, just not good. If you're going to use it, Thunder Shock and Thunder for the double electric moveset. And you save the best for last. The only one that's actually worth talking about, at least in far, insofar as PVE, is Landorus. It's Chris's favorite of, of these because it turns into like a Sky Cat. Sky Cat! So, in case you didn't already know, the incarnate form for Landorus is already the highest ground DPS in the game. Which I didn't actually know before this because I'd never paid attention to it. <laughs> Therian form boosts its attack kind of ridiculously its max cp is 4434 at level 50 i didn't wow look at level 40 because it's a a pain to find those numbers it crushes the competition in ground groudon the one you usually think of when you're thinking of ground it's usually groudon and like excadrill and that's kind of about it groudon does 16.01 dps and has a TDO of 848.72. That's, that's pretty good. Therian Landorus has 19.39 DPS and 832.39 TDO. That's absurd. Just, yeah. just for, for those who don't know, that's really, really good. I got to throw our boy Grout on a bone here, though, right? As you said, this is assuming same movesets. Now, yes. out of curiosity, because you said that at level 50, the max CP for Ethereum or Ethereum, the, yes. the new Sky Cat Landorus is 4434. At level 50, Grout on is 4652. So if they gave him a competent moveset, he would be better off. Yeah, of course. He would, he would crush it. But like right. Earthquake, Earthquake's not, it's not doing it so well. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. <sighs> Precipice Blades win. Oh, God. It's four <laughs> years. It's four. It's not happening. It's even in the game files. I don't even know if it would be that significant for him. It's, it's actually pretty good. I, that's a lie. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd hope so. That said, Landorus, it's really the only one worth looking at in terms of usability in raids, at least. I'd love to find out one of them is useful in Master League, but I highly doubt it. They're all very, very kind of glassy otherwise. Again, it kind of depends on movesets, you know? Yeah. They have some very interesting coverage. I think Thunderous knows Night Slash and Grass Knot or something to that effect. It's very strange coverage. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That said, I still only care about Landorus. So that's <laughs> that's who I will like to try to raid. Also, it's not about the Therian forms, the Incarnate. Their shinies are okay. So I'm not losing it over getting those do they shift more than just a shade they do but not entirely like like the spots on their body change like color okay i think thunderous the spots go from blue to purple which is neat oh but that's it's like it. shiny togepi area yeah gotcha well that's cool i mean i'm looking forward to doing new forms are always exciting to get but also the original time of the force near trio came out i wasn't particularly motivated to raid them and so i'm excited now that i'm much more involved in the game and care more about the rating scene uh i'm excited to to get more candy and really do it especially if you're saying that landorus is as useful as it's gonna be i'm excited yeah. now you know? also 
I just want to correct myself. It's Tornadus that knows Dark Pulse and Grass Knot, which is oh, still interesting coverage. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, food for thought for sure. But let's move along here to the Pokalore. Now, I'm pretty sure we've covered this Pokemon before, but th- this weekend was arguably about one pokemon in particular at least for people that were looking to raid that are established players and even even if you just started playing the game i'm sure you were very interested in getting your hands on this pokemon as well we're of course talking about mewtwo the genetic pokemon now if you thought i was going to say something else i don't know what to tell you (laughs) mew i guess you said raids i was like he's talking about mew (laughs) no 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 mewtwo (laughs) and not Mew also but mewtwo Mewtwo is the genetic Pokemon. Mewtwo is a Pokemon created by science. It is a bipedal humanoid Pokemon with some feline features. It is primarily gray with a long purple tail. On top of its head are two short blunt horns, and it has purple eyes. A tube extends from the back of its skull to the top of its spine, bypassing its neck like a little handle, like a like a like a teapot. Yeah. It has a defined crest and shoulders, which resemble a breastplate. The three digits on each hand and foot have spherical tips. Its tail is thick at the base, but thins before ending in a small bulb. Mewtwo was created after years of horrific gene splicing and DNA engineering experiments based on Mew. It is said to have the most savage heart among all Pokemon, lack compassion, and strike fear into its enemy with cold, glowing eyes. Because it was engineered to be the ultimate in battle, it can only think of defeating its foes. In the first movie, where it was shown to be capable of levitation, telepathy, and mind control, Mewtwo exemplified these vicious characteristics. However, it was later shown to be caring, protective, and even altruistic. Another Mewtwo in the anime, not like a second one, but like another iteration of the same Mewtwo, I believe, shared its aversion to contact with others, but was much less belligerent. Nice. Mewtwo conserves energy by remaining motionless in order to unleash its full power in battle, like a cat. It is also capable of materializing psychic waves in the form of its signature move, Psy Strike. Though rarely seen in the wild, it is said to be resting in a dark cave somewhere. It's in Kanto. It's like right next to Cerulean City. Like a lot of people know about it. It's not a big, not a big secret. It's not very hidden. No. No, if there's a dude standing in the way until you prove yourself, though. So there's that. Yeah. I want to know who pays him. Does Mewtwo pay that guy? I feel like he's probably like controlled by Mewtwo to not to not leave. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually the answer. <laughs> but anyway, stats. Here we go. Max CP at 40. Max CP is 4178. And at 50, it's 4724. Holy cow. 182 defense, 214 stamina, and 300 attack (laughs) does all the talking for this Pokemon. It's very clear to see why everybody loves Mewtwo and wants Mewtwo and maxes out Mewtwo and uses Mewtwo all the time. Oh, my gosh. Best moveset. Now, this is a complicated question. Technically, confusion with Psystrike Shadow Ball is the answer here. You could bring, you know... Psy wave if you really wanted to for your fast move uh you know if you're really interested in short manning and raids you could do it because it's easier to to dodge instead of using confusion but if you want the max especially psychic for stab uh dps you want to bring confusion and psy strike and then shadow ball for neutral dps on basically everything 
But you can also use the other moves, such as Thunderbolt, Ice Beam, Flamethrower, or Focus Blast, less Focus Blast, uh, in a pinch for really great DPS in those given types. Uh, Hyper Beam is not is no. not an option. Nope. Don't do it. It's there to eat your TM. It's there because it's Mewtwo, and they feel like Hyper Beam should be on every strong Pokemon, and therefore an option. But I think also, yes, a little bit more malicious, Kyle. I think you're right at these <laughs> TMs. <laughs> there is uh, again i just want to say if you bring thunderbolt to ice beam i mean that brings me to up to be one of the top dps in ice and thunder type it does Less for fire type but it's still chart topping to some degree focus blast is like top 10 i think but there are better options so mr gear up did i miss anything or is that an accurate representation of mewtwo no you hit the you hit the last point especially i think it's funny that until mammoth swine and Galarian Darmanitan, I'm pretty sure that Mewtwo was the best ice type attacker with Ice yeah. Beam. Yeah. And the second best was Jinx. So <laughs> that's bad to say. Remember, there was a time in this game when Jinx was the best ice attacker we had. I know because uh Legendary Moo was talking about it last year at GoFest that he finally transferred three of his maxed out Jinx that he'd used for short many yeah. raids back in the day. And we're like, why? What? And he explained it. We're like, oh, like, that's a good, that's a good reason, but still, why? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's that's Mewtwo for you. So hopefully you appreciate your 30 Mewtwo you've caught now a little bit uh, more. <laughs> but anyway, let's move along here to the Poke Poll. Last week's Poke Poll question was, how do you prepare for big events in Pokemon Go? First one's from Tao Pikachu. And they said, I usually cry a lot because I'm a hoarder of Pokemon. <laughs> then I start discarding at will. This includes shinies from community day events and unknowns. I'm also all about carbo loading as I generally tend to walk at least nine miles, if not 16, like during the Kanto event. Finally, I try to avoid playing Pokemon Go the night before because it's going to be an all day grind. That's a a good one. That is excellent. I really identify with the first part. (laughs) Yep. Next one's from Wang J. Chen. They said. I prepare for events like I prepare for everything. I think about what resources I have, what resources I need, and plan how to fill the gap. I begin implementing preparations, and then on the night before the event, I wake up with a start because I suddenly realize I have never finished any of my preparations and actually undid what little preparation I did do. Then I use my backup plan. Well, I guess I'll figure something out. (laughs) That sounds like Chris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the road to poke hell is paved with good intentions. Just saying. It's okay. You can always just buy a box, right? That's how I solve all my problems. <laughs> Two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because Chris is a is a large individual, though. No. Yep. Very true. <laughs> yes. Wait, did you mean to say whale? No, no. Because that's not true. That's not what I mean at all. Oh, what I just mean? was referring to your height. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yep. I'm tall. Therefore, he needs two boxes. (laughs) Next one is from Cameron. And she said, I do nothing because I have poor playing skills, but I regularly transfer things. So I always have plenty of space in my bag. Next one's from at Pokebomb Nation. Extra sleep, full tank of gas for the car and pack a bag of snacks. Then drive all over town. That's a good plan. Tried and true. Tried and true. So this week's Pokepole, with the first Pokemon Go tour behind us, what would you like to see changed or added to a future one? 
All right, Chris, do you have any thoughts for this one? Yeah, Generation 2 Pokemon, baby. <laughs> That's what I want. That count? Okay. I know. We were talking about this before, and you're like, well, maybe not a Johto one. Maybe it could be a theme that we could buy some more time. And I was like, in my head, screaming. But all I want is a Pokemon Go Tour Johto because it's my favorite generation, please. It would be it would be pretty great. I'd be okay with a yearly thing like that. But we got potentially three tours to fill out until then. That's true. That That is if they do go on uh, with it being at the end of a season. What if this is more like the half birthday of GoFest? <laughs> I mean, it's maybe, but they did say in the announcement for the season of Legends, now that we finished the season of Celebration and ended with the Kanto tour, mm-hmm. it, it sounded like it was meant to cap off the season. I hope. I just, maybe I'm being hopeful, but that's okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It, I so rarely am hopeful, so it's okay when I am. <laughs> well, we'll give you a pass this time. As for my answer, I don't have a very specific answer. I would just like to make sure that they don't stick to the content overwhelm when they do events. The nice part about the in-person go fast was you never felt like there's so many things you need to do in your limited amount of time and that was just the biggest complaint people definitely had about the canto tour i would agree but here's the thing though if they if it was less of an overload do you think it'll be worth the the asking price of the ticket yes i would have said it was worth the asking price for the collections alone all right i agree with you I, I'm very surprised that you said that. Actually, I just, I'm I'm being honest because I, as much as I really did like to do the Mewtwo raids and continue to do the Mewtwo raids now that we're in the celebration afterwards, it didn't add anything to the day, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Except for the opportunity to finish the collection, which yes. if they had done it any other way would have been kind of strange. Yeah. But yeah, cool. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question with the first Pokemon Go tour behind us, what would you like to see changed or added to in a future one? You can uh, answer when we post on social, like on Twitter, or if you're a patron in our patron exclusive discord, more about that at the end of the show. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or you could always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But as promised and alluded to at the very beginning of the news section, well, close to the beginning of the news section, rather, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and DeFi-E for the PvP corner. And this week, they're going to be talking about the Season 7 of GBL, announcement to the overview, details, all of that, and more. Over to you two. Hi, I'm Fish and Ahita. And I'm DeFi-E250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that you don't have to walk three kilometers to unlock. DeFi, what is happening in PvP right now? Oh, we have plenty to get into with Go Battle League, but first let's do a little Sylph check-in. We just had our first Sylph Arena showdown. We've talked about it the past couple of weeks. We're the top 128 battlers in the Sylph Arena, according to the rankings. Do one big tournament, and for this month it was a Labyrinth Cup tournament that was held on Sunday Night U.S., and the winner of that tournament's name was Keenbart. And Keenbart, because he won, he gets an invitation to 2021 Continental Tournament, which is pretty exciting. That is very cool. So not only does he get to uh, represent his community 
uh, in the North American Championship, but it also opens up an extra spot in the regional championship that kind of feeds into Continentals because he doesn't have to compete in regionals anymore, so that means just one extra person in his community gets to go. Keenbart's team that he won with, with a 7-0 sweep, was Pelipper, Toxicroak, Zwilus, Regirock, Frostlass, and Ferrothorn. A very solid, very balanced Labyrinth Cup team. How is Labyrinth Cup going for you, Fish? Well, uh, I have improved a little bit. Um, barely enough to make it respectable, so I've managed to claw my way back to a, just a, a solid 50% win rate nine wins nine losses and also luckily for me the uh, there is one tournament that i have actually been going quite well in i'm currently 3-1 and the only uh loss that i had was against an ace trainer so highly ranked so that that should save my rank from dropping too much awesome like you i've played 18 matches and out of those i've won 12 and lost six that gives me a solid 67 percent win rate the one i'm doing the best in is the girls that pvp mega tournament i'm currently at 5-0 i'm in a position to sweep it's a six round tournament as of recording my last match is tomorrow so either i sweep it or i still take the podium with first place and then i share that first place win with like six other that's women. awesome so either way it's kind of it's kind of a victory yeah that's way. that's fantastic uh so we have a new cup that has been announced it is uh, here it is um announcing itself to the world and it is called the vortex cup it was announced uh actually on sunday night directly at the end of the Sylph Arena Showdown stream, and it's a bit of a bit of a new concept. We haven't really had anything quite like this before. What is it? So for the Vortex Cup, it's wide open, so you don't have to have unique typings like the Labyrinth Cup. Completely wide open, you can pick whatever Pokemon you want, except for a very short list of specific bands. So it is very very wide open. So it bans all fairies. Megas, of course, as well as legendaries, and then a list of specific species. But that's it. So it's going to be another kind of wide open meta. Yeah. So the list of Pokemon that they have decided to ban includes <clears throat> Umbreon, Medicham, Deoxys, and uh, apparently that is all forms of Deoxys, although defense is the only one that you should ever care about. Altaria, Sableye. Galarian Stunfisk, Swampert, Scrafty, Wobbuffet, Lickitung, Machamp, Bastiodon, Abomasnow, Skarmory, Vigoroth, Politoed, Surfetched, Obstagoon, Tropius, and Alolan Marowak. If you have trouble retaining all of those names, don't worry, I'm the same. I will probably not remember any of those Pokemon if you ask me to recall them off the top of my head. I have to have this list constantly in front of me. So what really stands out to me is that ban across all fairy types, because that includes a lot of the really OP meta Pokemon. That includes your Azumarill, your Charmers, like Clefable and Wigglytuff. I think that's really interesting that a full ban on fairy types in addition to these specific bans was implemented. I was looking at the ban on Alolan Marowak because I am impressed that it finally... Uh, was unable to avoid the ban hammer. <laughs> it's been eligible for three of the first four cups, and all three of those cups, it 
had extremely high usage. And of course, we see it all the time in Go Battle League. At any time, it's eligible for a restricted meta in that. You generally see it all the time. It's it's nice to finally have a bit of a break from it. I mean, it's it's great. We love it. But I just wish it wouldn't visit so often. That's kind of how I feel about the Pokemon that were banned in both Labyrinth and Vortex Cup. A lot of those really strong meta Pokemon, your Swamperts, Bastiodon, Altaria, Umbreon, Deoxys Defense, Galarian Stunfisk, Metacham, as well as others, you see those all the time in open Great League Go Battle League. And I love that in the Sylph Arena, they're just banned. You can't use them in this Vortex Cup. And I love that it gives other Pokemon a chance to shine. Yeah, of course. Uh, having said that, though, once they are banned for long enough, I do generally you know, welcome the opportunity to have them back and, and be able to use them again. Yep. And I love how Self Arena changes things up every month. So you do get those opportunities. Uh, so we will give a proper deep dive on the meta in a future episode. For now, let's move on to GBL, which uh, this will be pretty much what makes up our deep dive this week because there was a big old announcement for Season 7 DeFi. So Season 7 of Go Battle League is going to coincide with the Season of Legends that's going to be running throughout the game from Monday, March 29th to Monday, June 1st. Something to note is that your rank structure is going to be exactly the same as last season, where to get from ranks 1 to 20, you just kind of have to win a certain number of battles, and then you have Ace, Veteran, Expert, and Legend that you need to have that ELO, that MMR, whatever you want to call it, those points to be able to proceed. Your win rate is kind of taken into effect there. So this is from the, the Pokemon Go Live blog post. They say, when Season 7 begins on Monday, March 1, 2021, at 1pm PST, your end-of-season rewards for Season 6 will be available on the battle screen, including an Elite Fast TM if you reached rank 19 or higher. So don't forget your star piece. Your rating will be reset. This is set an alarm. (laughs) Set Set an alarm. Set an alarm. (laughs) Stay tuned. We will update you if anything changes. Then, kind of looking through the timeline of this season, we are going to start off with the Great League for two weeks from Monday, March 1st through the 15th. Ultra League and Ultra League Premier will start on Monday, March 15th and go to March 29, 2021. That's another two weeks. Then we have the Master League, the Master League Classic, and then instead of Master League Premier, we have Open Great League. And all of those are going to run for two weeks, March 29th to April 5th. I thought that was really interesting. It is. Um, and then all three leagues will be available for one week from April the 5th to April 12th. After that, we're just going to get all of that all over again, just repeating uh, exactly as it was before, except for during the Great League portion, there will also be a cup called the Great League Remix, which we'll explain what that is in a minute. And then during the Master League, it'll be Master League Classic, Open Master League, and then the Retro Cup, which will be another Great League format. And that'll run during those two weeks of Master League. Then to wrap it up, we'll kind of have all three leagues again from May 17th to May 24th. And after that, your rank play will end. Your That's your last chance to kind of affect your rank until May 24th. And then the Kanto Cup will be back for another week to finish off the season. 
and uh, I find it a little bit weird that they are just persisting with that Kanto Cup, but we will expect a mid-season move update to, to come around like it did in Season 6. So the Kanto Cup probably won't be exactly the same that time as it, as it was this time. So one thing that I thought was really interesting is they're giving us some new and different cups. Can you go through what is this Great League Remix? So the Great League Remix is the 10 most used Pokemon in the Great League will not be allowed in this version of the League. We'll share this list of ineligible Pokemon shortly after the Great League ends on March 15. So you'll have we'll have almost a month of knowing what the ineligible Pokemon will be before the Great League remix starts. So that's plenty of time to kind of build your teams for the content creators to come up with a bunch of different teams. We've got time. It won't drop on us last minute, we hope. And then what is the Retro Cup? The Retro Cup is going to be a throwback. So Fish, did you know that Azumarill was not always a fairy type? What? Believe it or not. So originally in Pokemon, kind of in your first generation one, there were only 15 types of Pokemon rather than 18. Dark, Steel, and Fairy didn't exist yet. So the Retro Cup is bringing that back where all Dark, Steel, and Fairy types are going to be banned. So this is another Azumarill-less cup. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that is going to really raise the stocks of Psychic Pokemon because, fun fact, Dark and Steel types were specifically introduced into Pokemon in Generation 2 because they felt that Psychic-type was too powerful. Psychic didn't actually have any weaknesses, and so they introduced a type that uh, one resisted it and the other one was immune to it. And just as an extra little side note, uh, they felt that Fighting-type was too underpowered, so they made Fighting super effective against both Dark and Steel. But yeah, the, the fact that Dark and Steel are now out of it means that psychic types will have a lot of fun. For sure. Some of the top Pokemon I anticipate on seeing in the Great League remix are Pokemon like Hypno, Defense Deoxys, Chrysalia, because they don't have that dark type hard counter. Uh, They do still have to worry about Ghost, which is now super effective against them, and uh, also Bug. So those are the cups. Now let's talk about the rewards. What are the rewards that you can aim for in Season 7? So at rank 10, and remember, rank 10 is not the old rank 10. So rank 10 is just you have to get to a certain number of battles. It's about halfway through. And you will get the Pikachu Libre avatar items if you don't have those already. At legend rank, you will receive avatar items and a pose inspired by... Eliza... How do you say that? <laughs> I believe I believe it is Elisa, but I would be happy to be corrected if someone wants to at me on Twitter. But she was the electric type gym, gym leader in Generation 5. Uh-huh. And I kind of love her aesthetic. She's got kind of this high fashion Paris aesthetic. Her clothes, her pose, the way she kind of presents herself. And in Pokemon Black and White, her gym was kind of a runway catwalk with kind of like the flashing lights. And then in Pokemon Black and White 2, her gym was set up to be kind of this electric roller coaster with all these neon lights. It was really, really a fun gym. And her pose and her avatar items, I'm really looking forward to them because those will be really cool as well. I'm excited to see what um, Pokemon Go does with that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, If you reach rank 19... 
by the end of the season, you will get an elite charge TM and an elite fast TM as an end of season reward. You're getting both DeFi. I know. I love it. I love that you don't have to necessarily buy them in the community day boxes. You can just play Go Battle League, get them for free. And that you do get rank up rewards inspired by Elisa. At rank one, you get a guaranteed Zeb Striker, which was one of Elisa's partner Pokemon. At rank one and beyond, you can get yourself a Poliwhirl, Flaffy, Pupita, and Galvantula. So all evolved Pokemon. At rank 10 and up in that reward pool, you can start getting Metacham, not Metatite, Metacham, Frillish, Stunfisk, and more. And once you hit rank 15, added to the pool is Scraggy, Lampent, which is the evolved form of Litwick, and Rufflet. And don't forget, Rufflet's Shiny has been released into the game. Has it? It has. It was done in Raids Fish, so you probably missed it. Oh, right, yeah, because, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't raid. Um, it, it took me probably three months to get the 30 raids that I needed to get level 41. From rank 20 and up, you will be able to encounter the legendary Pokemon that is appearing in five-star raids at the time. And then once you hit ace rank, Dino is then introduced into the reward pool. And then finally, the end goal, legend rank, that is when you get your one encounter with Pikachu Libre for the whole season. Here's an interesting thing. You'll earn more Candy XL than normal when you catch these Pokemon in Go Battle League reward encounters, these following Pokemon. Poliwhirl, Flaffy, Pupita, Medicham, Scraggy, Galvantula, Lampent, and Stunfisk. So they are really doing more to entice people to try PvP by offering more Candy XL for those specific Pokemon. And most of those are Pokemon that I would want to earn some XL candy for. Oh, especially Metacham and Stunfisk in there? I give me give me that XL candy. I'll play for that. But Fish, that's not even the best part of this announcement. Like we alluded to at the top of the show, the very best part of this entire announcement, I will read it right from the copy, right from the blog. And one more thing. We've decided that the previous walking requirement to unlock battles will not return to the Go Battle League. That seems pretty definitive to me. That seems like they are closing the book on this walking requirement. Yeah, which is really interesting because they were pretty uh, pretty determined to keep that walking requirement around. They were, they were very nervous about the idea of having a feature in the game that you could just sit down and participate in without having to go outside and, and explore to do it. So that's a that's a big deal. So out of all of these things, what stands out to you the most? I am really interested that Niantic has gotten to the point where they feel comfortable banning specific Pokemon. Because, for example, in the Little Cup, they limited what you could do. They li- They put that 500 CP limit on it. But they didn't make any individual bans. Like, Bronzor was allowed to run rampant. So I'm very interested. I'm very kind of cautiously optimistic that Niantic will continue doing these bans and making a more balanced meta so we don't have any more Bronzor situations like we did hmm. in the Little Cup. Um, I, I do, I, my theory is that this was always part of Niantic's plan just because we've seen... You know, Silverina's been doing it since the third month, I think, was the first time they banned a Pokemon. So uh, I, I was always expecting this to happen. And so, yeah, it's, it's I think they think that the casual player 
is ready to wrap their heads around that one. So we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com or any of the other ways to contact the show that Chris and Kyle plug at the end. And with that, let's kick it back to Chris and Kyle. Thanks so much, Fish and DeFi. I'm kind of excited to hop into season seven now that I got to spread my wings a little bit in season six and actually get up to, you know, ace. I'm I'm looking forward to doing it again. But hey, that's not all we're here to do. We've also got one more section. Well, technically two, I suppose, if you count goals. Do we count goals as a section? No, I don't I don't think goals counts as a section. I do. That's okay. Okay. It's of course the this other section before that. And it starts with an E and ends with the mails and it goes to the tune of emails and some voicemails. We're, of course, going to start with voicemails this week. We have three. The first one is from Drew. Hey, guys, this is Drew, a.k.a. One Ma for a while. <clears throat> Just want to call and say that uh, Canto Tour Day was very good for me. I. Uh, my very first raid, I got a shiny Kangaskhan. Ooh, nice. I hatched a shiny Bulbasaur and Ammonite. Caught my shiny Hitmonchan, shiny Pinsir, shiny Nidoran male. Uh, I got a shiny Onyx, which I hadn't had before. And then I got another Porygon and Rhyhorn, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. <clears throat> overall, though, it was great. I completed the event challenge, or sorry, the event challenges, the collection challenges before midnight on day one. Um, and I was very fortunate to actually get two perfects that day as well. Um, actually, no, three. I'll take that back. Uh, I hatched a perfect Alolan Grimer. I hatched a... No, I didn't hatch the other one. I caught a perfect Articuno. And later after the event, when I was doing my trades to finish my evolutions, Got some distance candy going there. I actually ended up getting a four star, uh, four star lucky Kabutops. Ooh. Which Kabutops four star maxes out at exactly 2,500. So I'm looking to level that up and build a team around that for the, uh, the Ultra League. I'm not very good at Ultra League right now. I don't have that many Mon for it. Great League. I'm doing good. And um, I finally got my Shadow Snorlax and got a good number of Snorlax candy. So all around, I think the event was wonderful. I just, uh, my current goals, they've got to be reach level 40. I'm, I'm over one-fifth of the way down there now from 39 to 40. Just wish me luck. Hopefully I can get it done within, uh, I'd say, Three weeks is my goal. I want to get level 40 in three weeks. Good luck. Um, <laughs> my question for you guys today, because I haven't called and I haven't asked a question in a while, what is the number one move that you think that they should either add that hasn't been added from the, the original games, or what Pokemon should get one of the current moves that it desperately needs? Hope you have a wonderful day. And a wonderful week. Catch you later. Take it easy. All right. Well, first of all, it sounds like Drew had a very successful Kanto tour. Yeah. 
Good. Good for you. Congratulations on all your shinies, the hondos, the shadows, everything, and and good luck on hitting 40. Before we answer his question, Kyle, I did forget to ask you if you caught any hondos during the event. You know what? I don't even think I checked. Oh, what? Bro. So while you're looking, I'll tell you, I got two. I got none. Zero. Zero. Oh, dang. That's okay. My last hondo was from GoFest. Oh, what was it? Uh, the Alolan Marowak. Oh, that's right. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. It is. Uh, I snagged a Ponyta and a Zapdos, my first yeah. legendary hundo. If you can freaking believe that. I caught a 15, 14, 15 Mewtwo today. Oh, I was so. Oh, I was so. Oh, I was like, ah, so close. So I have a coworker at work and we would, we would, well, back when, we were in the office and everything. Now we're working from home, but there was a gym that we could walk across the parking lot to get to. So if there was a raid, we'd do that. And there was one time Mewtwo was in rotation. We went out. I think this was the event where the shining came out. He was brand new to the game. He only really played when we played, right? By we, I mean me and another coworker as well. And his first Mewtwo was a 15, 15, 14 shiny Mewtwo. Oh my God. And I almost just threw up. (laughs) I mean, I, I did that with Kyogre. Yeah, my, yeah. My first Kyogre was uh, 15, 14, 14 shiny. But you play a lot, so that's different. I mean, not at that point. Not at that point. Yeah, I okay, okay, well, <laughs> stop burying yourself. <laughs> All right, so to answer Drew's question, which was what move do we think needs to be added to the game? Um, or what move do we think needs to be given to a particular Pokemon? I believe this is the other part of it to make it relevant. I got, I got an easy answer right now. Christmas plates. No. That that's a, okay. That's another easy answer. Precipice blades and origin pulse—they need to be in the game. It's it's been too long. They've been yeah. in raids too much. But I've got a better answer. Any fairy move, literally anyone that is not charm, that is also going to be a fast move. Yep. I, I don't have anything else to say. It's, it's just we we need more. They need more to be relevant as a typing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Charm is very strong for sure, but we need more options to diversify the field a little bit. 100%, I agree. Um, My answer is going to be Precipice Blades. Um, I I mean, Kyogre is good enough, but Groudon is really hurting. Yeah. And I don't think it's fair. Um, Groudon is a great Pokemon, and the slap, slap, slap fest, and then all of a sudden just a hoorah to not enough damage is not good. I don't like it. (laughs) Groudon deserves better. But Yeah. yeah. So anyway, next one's from Jesse. Hi, guys. Jesse here. Glad to be a part of Team Voicemail. I wanted to give my uh, opinion on the Kanto Tour Day Saturday. Loved every minute of it. Had a lot of fun. Thought it was a super big GoFest-style experience. Loved all of the tasks. Loved all the research. Love the spawns. Thought the uh, spawn rates were fantastic. I like how quickly they came and went with the incense. I like how quick the raids went. Uh, made it very easy to get a raid done and get on your life. I want to talk about the NPCs. They called them challengers. Had a huge, huge problem with those guys. I felt like they were way, way, way too frequent. They were at almost every Pokestop I had. Uh, played in downtown area, and they were just all over the place. I was not pleased with how closely things were spawning to them. I found myself constantly clicking on a Pokemon to catch it 
and somehow uh, triggering a NPC challenger to come up. You had to X out of that, get out of it. By the time you get out of it, sometimes the, the Pokemon had despawned. Uh, yeah. Had a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot of problems with that. Was not happy. Really felt like the NPC challengers were way out of what this should have been. I wanted to collect Kanto Pokemon. I wanted to shiny hunt. I wanted to get all that candy. Love the candy. Love the uh, Magikarp Pineapple candies for 90 candy. I love the 26 candy for every Pokemon. Just felt like the challengers were in the way. And I felt like uh, that shouldn't have been a part of the game. I wish that that had been an optional part and we could have just left it out. Otherwise, loved everything about it. Uh, hope they do this just like this for the uh, upcoming tour stops. Uh, this is a fantastic situation, and I'll pay eleven ninety nine every single time for this. Thanks for the show. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Oh, well, thanks for the voicemail, Jesse. Uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with those belly aches about the, the tour challengers. It's the same problem that we have with rocket oh, members please, too. When they're turn off my antic, just make it a switch or make it not an oppressive animation. That's it. If it's not a long animation, yeah. I wouldn't care. Sure. But they brought up a great point. We didn't even cover on the Canto tour. All the candy was boosted for the event. And yep. that's amazing. Like, it's actually amazing, and I don't I don't have anything else to say except we weren't expecting it. Kudos to Niantic for that. Uh, the amount of candy we got from Magikarp in particular was a really nice touch. <laughs> when when my girlfriend was scrolling through stuff, she's like, "I'm gonna have to evolve a Gyarados," and I'm like, "Just don't worry, you already have gotten like 200 candy. You're fine." Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was, yeah you it need was to good. catch like 10 without yeah. pineapp, and you're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. So, you know, thanks again for the voicemailer, Jesse. This last one is from Kelvin. Hey, guys, how we going? It's Kelvin here calling from England, joining team voicemail for the first time ever. <laughs> Super excited. Um, anyway, so today I've got a kind of story and a question to finish with. So we'll just crack on. We'll start off with an introduction. Like I said, my name's Kelvin and I'm an addict of Pokemon Go. Hi, Kelvin. I've since day one with a year or so in the middle that I couldn't really play due to work. I'm 5 million XP away from level 46, hoping to get that done by the end of February. Nice. Anyways, we'll start the story now. As all love, good love stories start, that is. Um, me and my girlfriend met on Tinder about a year and a half ago. Uh, we've been talking for a bit, but we went on our first date when we knew we both loved Pokemon Go, so it's a good start there. Uh, up till I met her, I was a pretty casual player, but then I found out she was level 40 and I was only level 38, so I had to knuckle down and catch her up. <laughs> anyway, on our first date, we went out for a drink and an Alolan Marowak raid hatched. So we decided to try and duo it, but unfortunately, I didn't have good enough counters and we lost. Since that day, we've vowed to take revenge on a newly found nemesis Marowak. Um, fast forward to today, and I'm 2 million XP ahead of her because I'm a terrible loser and had to get ahead of her. <laughs> anyway, as, it's, as I'm calling, it's Kanto day tomorrow. We've both cleared out our Pokemon bags, got Pokemon balls stocked up. She's green and I'm red, so we should be able to trade everything, get it done, fingers crossed. Um, we're pretty much good to go. Um, we moved house in December, and an important mo factor in the move was that the fact that there is three Pokestops in range of our living room. <laughs> so we're now living the your bag is full lifestyle, which is... Oh, I miss that. It's tough, but it's fun. 
Anyway, my question to you is, are there any players that have had a big impact on your life that you'd probably never have met if it wasn't for Pokemon Go? All right, thank you. Have a good one, Kelvin. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is a complicated yet easy question for us, at least for me, I think. Um, Kyle, feel free to correct me, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, for me, as probably as well as you, that our entire community that we have, especially our patrons... Uh, I hang out in there all the time. I've met some very, very good friends from there and not just like, like not even just like patron, you know, and a creator relationship. Like these are people that I exchange phone numbers with that I talk to about things that happen in my life. Like these are people I trust and confide in and, and look forward to talking to every day. And so all of them, this show would not exist without Pokemon go. Um, and that group would not exist without the show. So it is ultimately Pokemon Go that brought all those people into my life. So yeah. I'm thankful for that. I'm really going to have to double down and agree with that because it's completely true. I've met some amazing people that have been a part of our Discord, part of our community. A lot of people consider friends and I hope can remain friends for a long time, whether this show continues to go on for years or not. And so that's something that has just been very impactful because of that. Right. And I should also say, though, too, is that while Kyle and I did work together uh, prior to this show, and that's how we met and things like that, uh, we, we've we become very close friends over the course of this project. And so I would also like to blame Pokemon Go for that. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this Chris and my relationship was friendly before mm-hmm. this because we had a lot of shared interests, but it was still co-worker at that point. And I, I think that is it's, that is the number one relationship that has definitely blossomed because of that. Yeah, I, I would agree 100%. Yeah, we hang out like every single night. <laughs> 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 All right. So thank you very much for the voicemail, Kelvin. And thank you to Team Voicemail. It was kind of neat to see uh, newer, fresher names in here. Uh, and, and we'll welcome back familiar people to Team Voicemail again, of course, in future weeks. I just, I just want to say real quick, I identify very heavily with... The being two main experience I had all of a sudden because <laughs> I have been in that situation very much where I've picked up something that somebody else liked a lot and then I passed them because I can't handle losing sometimes. It's you a gotta, problem. You got to pull ahead of me in Pokemon Go then, Kyle. No, that doesn't. Well, that doesn't happen because you play too much <laughs> to to overcome like that. It's, it's yeah, not. It, it, no, it, it, I use this game as therapy, and so it is an unfair time yeah (laughs) all right well great that means we get to move on to the emails first emails from grayson and they said hello kryler and chrysifica nice (laughs) it's me grayson first shiny and hundo updates nine shiny machop a hundo machop that's pretty good shiny glamyow shiny makahita shiny raikou two shiny roselia Shiny Celebi, Shiny Chansey, that's a good one, Ooh. and a Hundo Mana on the first raid. Ooh, look at that. Nice, nice. Good return on investment. They announced Community Day for Fletching, and I was so excited for it because Fletchinder is my favorite Pokemon. The Shiny's okay, not the best, but I like it. want to say we found somebody where their middle evolution is the favorite one for them. That's yeah. amazing. Good for you. <laughs> question for you what's your favorite lays chips flavor mine is either salt and pepper or lemon 
first of all, I think it's limon because I think it's like a lime lemon mixture. Okay. I think. Okay. Like, I'm not entirely sure. Well, now um, we've said both, so one of us can be wrong. Yeah, perfect. Great. Uh, I am going to disappoint and say regular base flavor. A close second is barbecue, but I don't like anything else. I don't like any other flavors. Nothing. Like like you don't like like or like you won't eat or like. No, I mean, I'll eat them if they're available and that's the only thing that's available. My heavy preference, though, is regular basic Lay's or barbecue. Okay. I am 100% uh, an original barbecue kind of guy oh, that's so what good, i will man. that's what i will buy if i'm going to buy potato chips i don't usually buy potato chips i prefer pretzels or cheetos but and second is probably the hot chip version for lays which is very similar to like hot cheetos but it's it's a potato chip huh it's basically the same flavor I've, i don't think i've tried that yeah they're they're fine like if you like the flavor it's good but hmm. Anyways, there's more to the email just to finish it up. Goals. I'm not that casual, so I'm going to go with 10,000 Stardust, 15,000 experience to get close to level 35, a shiny Kabuto, and hatch my 12K egg. Last three have been trubbish. <laughs> no no surprise. So hoping for a Volibee. Okay, see ya. Grayson, hashtag Fletchinger Squad. Let's see. There you go. There you go. It's, it's the middle evolution. A shiny Kabuto is a great goal to have. And that's a slick looking shiny. It is. It's a good, it's a good shiny. But good luck on level 35, Grayson. And thanks for the email. This next one's from Emma. Hey, guys. I got a shiny Chansey. Nice. My brother and I also got our shiny Celebi. Nice. Yeah. Way to wrap up that special research. I've got one question. How many luckies do you have? Have a good week. Bye. I've got 51 luckies. I've got. 27 luckies this is because you and i don't trade often yes not with each other but also not with other people yeah just it's just it's just not worth the hassle in my opinion for the most part gosh what's the most useless lucky you have that you'll never do anything with i got a lucky (laughs) manky that is a primate now but that's about it I think. Let me, let me double check them. <laughs> I've got a lucky wormpole. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I have a lucky gold bat. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I think that counts as the the most useless. I have a lucky legacy Zapdos. Oh my god. Yeah, Thundershock baby. It's legacy air quotes. Now everybody has them since this weekend, but uh, I'm not going to give that one up. Oh, and a lucky Shadow Ball Mewtwo. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, why don't I ever do anything with these? <laughs> I because never touch them. We are terrified of committing Stardust. That's very true. That's very true. I'm also quickly approaching four million Stardust. By the way, I have five lucky Machamps. Oh my gosh! So, and I have six <laughs> lucky Salamance. Why are these just like post community? You doing swaps? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, the Machamp was specifically to swap because of the the trade candy, and then see if it's better than what I already had to save the hundred candy. Obviously, yeah, that makes sense. And the Salamence was because that came around on a day early on when I didn't have great dragon type options, so or counters to the dragons. So I wanted to maximize that as good as I can. 
Yeah. Good. Good point. Good point. But thank you for the email there, Emma. Next emails from Richard. They said, hi, Kyle. Hello. So this week I did a few Latios and Latias raids. Oh, right. That was in raids too. That was they were bad one that we were just were. talking. Oh, the shinies are fun. The shinies are good, but the okay, fair enough. Kieran yeah. didn't have a shiny out. I got a 98% Latias. I didn't finish the collection challenge because I didn't get an Espeon Umbreon. You're not alone. Yeah, me neither. I, I didn't do the Espeon. <laughs> I did, but I know a lot of people that didn't. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I actually was trying. But like by the time I started like actively trying, literally no Espeon at all. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I'm not I'm not seeking it that hard. But anyways, back to the email. I got a shiny Mewtwo, which is great. And a shiny Shadow Pinsir this week. Woo! Also this weekend, my brother and I made some homemade French fries and they tasted pretty good. All nice. Right. Also, I got 400,000 experience. That's pretty good. Also for the Pokeball some time ago that I don't remember. So what Pokemon would you have in all your parties? It's Mewtwo, duh. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe my Gyarados. Mewtwo is really strong. It will be okay in Master League, but I don't do PvP that much anyways. Mewtwo has Shadow Ball, Ice Gleam, and Flamethrower for coverage, and Psy Strike. Mewtwo is also amazing in raids because it does a lot of damage. Gyarados is also pretty good because it has crunch and has a mega evolution for raids. So for my goals from two weeks ago, spicy goals, do a mega Gyarados raid. Yep. Do a Latios and or Latias raid. Both. Nice. At least nine hours of sleep a day. Yep. Nice. 100,000 Stardust. Yep. 200,000. Catch 50 Magikarp with or without Pinatberry. I had 100 last week, so 90 Magikarps. That's, that's pretty good. Very nice. New goals. Get my shiny Mewtwo to 3,000 CP. 2,700 right now. Get at least 20 rare candies from Mewtwo. Beat Arlo, Cliff, and Ciara for Shadow Mewtwo research. 100,000 Stardust and 300,000 experience. That's all. Bye. You resident shiny king. Richard. (laughs) Those are some formidable goals. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, especially that that cliff. I, I literally got a <laughs> balloon today that had a cliff, and I'm like, nope. And I literally went and I turned off my radar for the rest of the day because I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> not happening today. I just want grunts. <laughs> yeah, cliff is tough in this iteration. Oh, shadow aerodactyls. It's mean. rough. It's really, really rough. Yeah. Yeah. That said, congrats on the shiny Mewtwo. That's a that's a great one it is that feels really good to have under your belt so good job and thanks for the email richard this next one is from simon hi chris kyle i assume you guys will be discussing that some people got the event for free canto event by the way and niantic has said it will do another day to make up for it just something for you to discuss around that so i chose not to pay for the canto tour i knew i wouldn't get my money's worth on the day and i instead participated as i could in the free portion of the event i was happy enough with this decision until recently Bum, bum, bum. So some people got a free ticket. I didn't check, but likely could have because I am in Australia. In response, Niantic said they will run another event for paid players. So now, as a player that didn't gain any benefit from the bug, will not only miss out on the paid event, which I would have liked to do, but I didn't see it as viable, but also will miss out on the second event around it. I got the feeling that will be part of the system that misses out doubly, so I must say that feels especially bad. 
What are your thoughts, Simon? So just to clarify, there's not a lot of specific details about this, but some people early on as the event started to get rolled rolled out worldwide were able to gain access to the event for free via some sort of bug. Not entirely sure what triggered it, not entirely sure when it started or when it turned off for that window, but they got on top of it pretty quick. But some people were able to play the event for free. Okay. But is that associated with the other event Niantic is wanting to do for pay yes. players? Yes. So in response to some people getting the event for free, but there was, I think there's also more to it because there were some connection issues for the first few hours or kind of is for some of these things. I think there's going to be a makeup event for a particular number of players. Now I didn't see any verbiage around who was getting it. I don't know if it's just this one particular issue that's causing them to do this new event. But in any event, this is how Simon is feeling. So let's let's just work with it from the perspective of the email. I've got some feelings on this for sure, but Kyle, I'm kind of interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of thoughts on this just because I, I don't fully understand the circumstances that everything is happening. I, I think it feels bad that some people got the ticket for free because of a bug. Like that's a that's a big bug. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a a pincer sized bug i feel like (laughs) but it's also very strange to be associated with running another free event another event for ticket holders i remember when i saw that i was like wait but was there an actual issue that happened i was i'm curious to see how you feel about it though so here's what I'm going to say. If you if you saw the event and you looked at it and you weighed your options and you chose ultimately, no, I don't want to pay for it. Then I think that it's it's fair that you don't gain access to this other thing and not being able to take advantage of a bug is not a viable yeah. is not a viable reason to feel like you're missing out on something, because if you did, then you would still be missing out on the other thing anyway. You know, like I don't I will. I will say on the flip side of that point, though, which I do agree, if somebody knew they were going to get twice the amount of value from the event, it probably would have been worth spending the money, obviously. It it would have been. But here's here's the other thing, though, too. If you're a seasoned enough player, do you bank on there being a problem or not? Yeah. Uh, So, no, these are all things that maybe you could take into account for future events to choose not to buy the ticket for or choose to buy the ticket for but i think if people bought the ticket right for an experience and that experience is cheapened because of some sort of bug whether or not you got to benefit from said bug or not it is fair to the people that did pay and ultimately made the commitment and choice of confidence in niantic to then benefit from that yeah i agree and the only situation i don't agree is if the bug for free tickets affected a large amount of people like if it yeah, was I don't a, know. if it was a very significant portion of the player base of that area, I I will agree with the thoughts of being upset about it. That that is a genuine problem. If it was a small isolated thing that seems bigger because you know the people who are affected are actually talking about it, it's got a little bit of confirmation bias and it's probably understandable with their approach. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That being said, I understand and appreciate the fact that you feel like you're missing out twice. And thank you for not jumping on the opportunity to take advantage of a bug in your benefit. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just sometimes how it works with these sorts of things, unfortunately. 
I mean, same sort of thing with people that played GoFest on Saturday. Why them and nobody else, right? That was a good argument that popped up during that day, but it's because their particular experience was hurt. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. our particular experience yeah. was hurt because <laughs> so we were there. Make, we want to make it very clear. We were yeah. <laughs> benefited by that. For sure. But thank you for the email. Next email is from OKSSNGD, which is their username for Pokemon Go. It said, Hello, Chris and Kyle. Hello. I thoroughly enjoy listening to you guys on the podcast. First time I've emailed you guys for anything, though, but first time for everything. Thought I would share with you guys about the Kanto Tour event. My wife, child, and I all purchased a ticket and started right at 9 a.m., sitting in our car at a local park here in the frozen land of Idaho. The event itself was amazing. Me and my wife both started playing Pokemon Red and Blue when we were five, so being the enthusiastic collectors we are, had some major nostalgia during this event. All three members of my family are average Pokemon Go players. And holy was 12 hours of straight Pokemon Go playing mentally draining. Yes. yes yeah, fair, fair enough. My wife, child, and I all completed the special research to get the Shiny Ditto and started the masterwork for Shiny Mew in the first eight-ish hours. Only need the send gifts to complete the first step of the masterwork research for all of us. I'm a major dragon typing fan and was super jealous when my wife found one. After driving around for 20-ish minutes and clicking countless Dratini, my child was able to find one for me too. All in all, the event was an amazing experience for my entire family. I hope you guys have an amazing week and excited to listen to the podcast to hear how your guys went. Good luck and best wishes. Signed, OKSSNGD. Okay, I'm assuming they're talking about a shiny Dratini. Yeah, yeah. For Excellent. Sure. Excellent. But yeah, for anyone who, who plays Pokemon Go very casually, playing Pokemon Go for 12 hours, it's a feat. Like, it is actually a feat. <laughs> Especially when it's not car play, if you're actually on your feet the whole time. It's actually two feet, and they're tired. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it takes it takes quite a bit. Uh, now, Go Fests are long enough as is, but then, I mean... Uh, we're kind of outliers because we go to like after parties and stuff like that too. Oh and my things. God. It's <laughs> go fast. Last year, Chris and I were up from like, I don't know. It was like eight 30 to one or two in the morning Yeah, <laughs> on buddy. our feet. Like, 95% of the time. Oh man. And I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. Yeah. It's, it's the time. Uh, but Chris's feet would trade the experience. If you ask them two days after the fact, <laughs> The day, the day of, they were also a little bit angry because two days prior to our gameplay time, I had also gone downtown to meet with several people, and I already had blisters going into our first day. So I was a little bit upset. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's incredible. But uh, good. It sounds like you had a great time with your family there. And thank you for the email. And our last one is from, say it with me, Mitch. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> How did your guys' Kanto tour go? Me, 29 Shinies, two of which were Mewtwo. Nice. The real gem was a PvP IV Shiny Kingler that will certainly be taking <laughs> Kanto Cup by storm. Crab Hammer on. Strangely, I did not get any of the new Shinies. Just gives me an excuse to keep Aww. going. Well, hey, fair enough. I got a bunch of repeat Machop and Eevee as well, so we can commiserate later, Mitch. If I had one complaint with the events, it would be the Kanto tour challengers. I found them to be time-consuming and annoying, especially after I finished the special research. I also think the regional raids should have been soloable, but I digress. 
I still had a great time on Saturday. It sounds like Mitch is kind of on the same page with us on most of his feedback there. Old goals. 1,000 stops spun for Platinum Backpacker. 47.2 thousand as of now. 100 short. Dang you challengers. <laughs> 1 million experience blew this out of the water. Hit level 47 during Cantator. Congratulations. Max out item storage. At least 800 Ultra Balls. Oh, absolutely. I had no issues during Cantator. New goals. 1,000 stops spun for Platinum Backpacker Metal. 48.1 thousand as of now. 200 gym battles for Platinum Battle Girl, 4,000 total berries fed at gym. Need to grind out those Platinum medals for level 49, I think. Uh, also, I'm streaming on Twitch, and that's twitch.tv forward slash Cook's Gravy. And uh, Shiny Vibes All, Cook's Gravy, Mitch, Harry, Streamer Supreme, Resident Super Player. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the email. <laughs> Good luck on your never-ending hunt for this platinum backpacker medal. I'm I'm enthralled with your journey. He's close. He's really close. Very, very One close. One more week like this, and they can do it. Absolutely. So good luck to you, Mitch. Thanks for writing in. And it sounds like, yeah, you were really on top of the cancel tour for sure. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Now, if you, dear listener, would like to send in an email or a voicemail like these fine folks did, you can call and leave that voicemail to 262-586-7717. Team Voicemail will be proud and happy to have you. If you'd like to send a regular old email, which is also fantastic, mail at gocastpodcast.com is the name of the game. Visit our website, which I just recently updated finally. Gocastpodcast.com for all things GoCast related. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. And this is normally where I kind of like plug the Facebook, but I'm going to stop using the Facebook page. I'm just going to tell you right now. I haven't even told Kyle. I'm axing the Facebook (laughs) page. It doesn't serve very much of a purpose at all. So if you're currently on Facebook and liking the page and using that for your source of news, first of all, I think the last episode was posted there was like in the early hundreds. So yikes. But secondly, I would I would recommend a superior social media. It's called Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter is so much better than Facebook, even though you don't like Twitter. I mean, yes, I don't I don't like Twitter, but I don't think Facebook is a great platform either. So. All right. Great. I'm going to leave it at that. And if you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can do so at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast, where the minimum tier of one dollar a month. And if you actually pay for the year in advance, you get like a a hefty discount. Uh, You can gain access to our Patreon exclusive discord, which is, as we say every week, the best perk that we have available. There are other tiers, of course, but the lowest one has the best perk. Plain and simple. Shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons cyprian bow daniel zekwalker splinteris andrew chad robert Lori, swartz michael ozzy and new this week ted thank you very very much for your generous patronage we cannot thank you enough and shout out to you ted because you referenced it thank you for helping us keep the digital lights on uh and of course please if you could take just a moment if financial support isn't the name of the game for you or just not interested but you still want to help support the show listening is fantastic so thank you for doing that as well (laughs) but you can also for free with minimal time uh commitment from you leave us a review on whatever pod catching service you might be using if reviews are available looking at you spotify (laughs) this is the year please make me proud all right that's it that's the end of the show that means we just got to set some goals and then we're out of here all right so mr kyle yep what are you working on this week um so at least 500,000 experience. Okay. 
I've got a potential three best friends this week. If people actually open gifts, which I hope they do or okay. at least. So that should be really easy, but I'm banking on one of those just not happening. <laughs> okay. I want to, at the very least, finish step one of the all-in-one research for the masterwork. I'm a little over halfway for the gift sent. That shouldn't be too big a deal. Okay. And let's try and hatch some eggs this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hang on a second. One more time. You, you heard me. I've, I've got... I've got a lot of poke coins. I gotta buy some boxes, hatch some eggs. Let's just let's just go with thirty for right now. We'll see how Ooh. I feel next week. Okay. All right. Welcome to the pantheon of egg hatching. It's awful. I'm your guide, Chris, and on this side you'll see all of the receipts of money you've spent on Pokemon Go, and, and all the right you'll see all the trubbish I've transferred over the past three months. I'll oh, see here. Here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that on the right was all of the disposed corpses of incubators that have been used up. <laughs> yeah, the recycling center won't take them. They don't know what to do with all the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So those three? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, for myself, I've also got three. I want to do one million experience and take me up to, I believe it's 75 million. The only thing that's between me and level 46 right now is what? I think 5 million experience. I, I might be off by a little bit. And one more day of continuous <laughs> taking the snapshot of my buddy. <laughs> Oh I have God. reset that streak four separate times, <laughs> and I have been so mad at myself four <laughs> separate times. So I'm at six right now, Kyle. Mark my words. If I show up next week and it's not done, I'm going to be so mad at myself. Again. I will message you tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe I'll just stay up until like 12.01 and do it just to knock it out. You'll probably be up till 12.01 anyways playing Valheim. It's true. Don't call me out like that. I'll see you there. Um, and then... <laughs> Four, 4 million stardust i want to be over 4 million right now i'm at 3.8 at the moment so 200,000 and then some and then just don't spend over four so i can be here at 4 million next week i'm just going to use this opportunity to remind everybody that chris has taken a break from maxing out bug pokemon yes i will be going back to and it i just really <laughs> want to get stardust this has been my new game has been hoarding <laughs> <laughs> hoarding stardust oh man see i i was over i had like 2.3 i think i spent six hundred thousand on stuff a few weeks Ooh. ago Ooh. and i want to spend more like there is more i want i just it's it's hard to commit because i know what what little impact they will have <laughs> it depends i'm i'm really excited to have a 100 legendary finally that i can actually put resources into and not feel uh, awful about it. i mean it's zapdos it's zapdos but there are worse options okay Fair enough. Yeah. And then lastly, (laughs) most of step two of all in one. So I've just got to finish sending my gifts. The next step is like catch 30 of every type. I know I'm not going to probably find 30 dragons by next week, but I'd like to knock out all the pretty easy ones like fire, water, grass, rock, ground, that sort of stuff. I'd like to have that pretty much wrapped up. So I just have like two or three to really chase probably fairy and ghost and dragon. I'm not even sure if they're on the list, but I'm assuming they are. (laughs) uh, Everything is. Okay. Well, there you go. There's my answer then. And that's it. That's a show. We did it, Kyle. We did. We did. All right. And so did you, listener, for listening all the way to the end. Thank you so very much. And we'll see you next week for episode 134. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.